0: Chapter 9 of Acts, verse 23. And after that, many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him. But their lay in waiting was known of Saul, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night a dark time a dark place and let him down by the wall in a basket let us pray father we just ask you to touch our hearts tonight lift us up and encourage us help us to be what we need to be and we'll praise you and glorify you in jesus name we do pray amen like i said we're, we're to get to know him better in dark places uh here paul before he became paul when he just got saved his name is saul and we know that uh, uh, they were looking to kill him. Paul said in, uh, uh, he was given a thorn in the flesh. And he sought the Lord three times. Uh, and the Lord said, my, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And Paul was saying, hey, I'm going through this. And he said, well, most gladly... Therefore will I rather glorify in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Here in verse 25, I, I, I want to show you that dark scene early in the life of Apostle Paul when he was still called Saul and where disciples took him by night and let him down by a wall in a basket. They're holding a rope in a dark place. I don't want to just give you a few points just to jump into Paul's dark life and his ministry. He went through to get a hold of it uh, and just talking about holding the rope in the dark. There had to be some disciples, there had to be some faithful people that would be willing to hold that rope and lower him down in a basket so that God could get the glory out of Paul's life. Let me give you this thing and, and real quick and we'll be done. Can I say that it's highly important for every one of us sitting here tonight to hold a rope. Every father, every mother, every grandparent, every aunt, every uncle to hold the rope that God has given you and given us to hang on with everything that we got because there are some important things that we are partaking in in a place here tonight. First thing we see is the benefit of the church. Look who's holding the rope in verse 25. Then the disciples. Who is that? They are the church in that area. It is the church that's holding a rope for Paul. Imagine this. Just think this way like I do sometimes off on the deep end. But imagine if Paul had gotten saved and said, I really don't need any help in my ministry. Imagine Paul getting saved, says, I'll go out on my own and do my own thing. Uh, I don't need you in my life. And then his world come crashing down. They're seeking to kill him. But he's unaliated everybody else. Who's going to help Paul? Who's going to reach out and say, well, Paul, I'll be here for you. That's not what happened. These people knew that Paul had a ministry. These people knew that Paul had to do something that was going to be great for the Lord. He had to have someone to come to his rescue. they knew that he needed to continue to walk in with the Lord. Listen to me. There are a lot of people that wants the benefits of the church, without being a part of the church. Listen, you may not think the church is important, but there's going to be a day in your life when you're going to need the church. You're going to need the people of the church. The devil is going to ambush your life. You're going to need somebody that's on your side. i like to thank God for a place and for a people that when I need somebody, they're holding my rope. When I need something, uh, they're praying for me. Or somebody's texting me. When I need something to encourage me, I'm glad there's a p- people tonight that I can look to, that I'm a part of. They're holding my rope. They're holding me in prayers. They're holding me by supporting me. They're helping me in strength tonight. Hold the rope for the benefit of other people tonight. There's nothing like the benefits of a local assembly church. What kind of benefits? Just look around. I mean the singing we heard just a while ago if that don't uh, touch your soul if that don't lift you up uh, something wrong with you. My, my faith has been strengthened my, my faith is getting stronger because I know I'm around people with like-minded we think alike we worship alike and I praise God for that. Listen, I try to be the same every time I come to church. I try to be the same. But there are days I get down. There are days that I, I just, I'm down. But I try not to show it. But I'm trying, I realized the last three weeks that I'm just going to have to cut back on a lot of things I'm doing. When you get wore out in the ministry, it's not just body and spirit, but it's body, spirit, and soul. That's costly. You go to work, when you go to work, and you work 10 hours a day, 5 days a week, 6 days a week, that wears that body out. But it's nothing like being wore out in this ministry of body, soul, and spirit. It's costly. And I, I've learned that I've got to start cutting back uh, on my activities, on everything else. Uh, we go to revivals. There's several revivals we plan next month and we're going to try to hit them through and everything. But there's a time that I've got to say, I, I've got to stop. But every time I come to the house of God, <laughs> every time I walk in the house of God <laughs> and you start fellowship with each other, you're shaking hands and you're hugging necks and say, I missed you and I, I, I love you. And you hear that. You, you hear this thing and, and you come together. You hear this singing. It, it, it lifts your spirit. It gives me strength to continue on. I want to be the same. I want to give all that I've got. I want to be all that I can be for Him. But let me tell you, it'll wear you out. But when you get to the house of God and listen to God's people, it will give you strength and it will renew your strength in Him. Hold the rope for the benefit of the church. Can I say this? Hold the rope Listen to me. Hold the rope for the benefit of the one that's in the basket. What are you talking about? What's in the basket? What's in the basket, preacher? Saul just got saved. He's a young man. He's a young preacher. And these are believers. This is the church. They saw potential. They saw what good it would be in that basket. And they said, don't let go of that rope. You hold on to that rope. Hang on with everything you got. There's something important in that basket. There's a lot riding on the ministry of Paul in that basket. Don't let go. You say, Preacher, why should we keep holding the rope? Why should we keep having those old-time religion songs? Why should we have that old-time preaching? Why do, why do we have the uh, prayers like we do? Why do we have the right kind of music? Why do we have dress codes? Why do we have this going on? Hold the rope because somebody in that basket is depending on it. You look at every one of the young people in this church. Are they not worth it? Are they not worth holding the rope? Keeping our standards where our standards are. We let down our standards. We're letting them down. Every time you drop something in the church, every time you drop your standard, every time you drop something, it, it lets the rope get a little bit down, a little bit lower. I want to hold a rope because I don't want them to fall apart there's a lot riding in your basket mama daddy hold that rope not only hold the rope in the church but hold that rope at home keep your standards at home I I find this and listen to me I I don't want to make anybody anybody mad but I know I will and really don't care either I'm at the age I can say what I want to say and you have to forgive me anyway (laughs) Amen. amen 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 I find that too many of us drop our standards at the house but try to raise them back up at the church. Amen. You you take a kid and you let him do what he wants to do at home, then when you get to the church, it's standard, you sit down, don't do that. I know I went through it. I've had my ear pulled. I've had my skin pinched. I've been hitting back my head. Shut up in church. Why? I can do what I want to do at a house. I can act the way I want to act at the house. I, I can do anything. But yet when I come to church, I have to be different. Why? Because we lower our standards at home and try to keep the standards high at church. If you keep your standards at home the same way you keep the standards at church, you wouldn't have a problem. We wouldn't have a problem. We wouldn't be in the mess that we are in today. And, and the reason why I tell us we need to hold a rope because these kids here are what we're holding on to. They are precious in our sights, they're precious to the church. And just like I was said earlier, these are the future of our church. And you let them down, the church will closed. We don't want to. You need to hold them on because there's something precious in that basket that you're holding. It is a child, it is our children. Amen. I know some of you get worn out and think it doesn't matter, but it does matter. Hold the rope because it matters tonight. There's a lot of potential in these young people around here today. There's a lot of things God can do with their life and God can lead them in different ways and do great things in the ministry for God. But if we let go of the rope, there's no telling where they'll go. No telling what they'll do. When I see what God has done in in our lives, the older people's lives, when I see what God has done in your life, God has the potential to do that in their lives. And I want to hold that rope tightly. I don't ever want to let go. Hold a rope for the benefits of the church. And hold a rope because it's precious what's in the basket. But hold the rope to block out contenders, to block out those people that are trying to crush what you're doing for God. Verse 23 and 24, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 11, uh, 23 and 24, it says, and now that many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him. They, They were wanting to lay hands on Paul. But they laid waiting was uh, known of Saul, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. They they were wanting to get a hold of Paul. They wanted to kill him. And, and he, he rehearsed this again in Second Corinthians chapter eleven. In Damascus, the governor under Artius desired to apprehend him. And all the way, and, and, all the, and through a window, they lowered the basket down the wall and he escaped his hands. And in other words, he's saying, I, I know they're after me and I know they want to kill me, but there's got to be a way of escape. He could not have done it by himself. There had to be somebody there. Let me see. if you don't think the enemy doesn't want to crush you, crush your family, crush your church, you've got another thing coming to you young people in here, the devil would love no more, much more than just to pull them out and sway them away. I feel that a lot of times when parents bring children to church today, and let's just be honest. Let's just be honest with each other. I'm not a long-winded preacher. <laughs> oh. Thank you, thank you. I thought somebody at least somebody would agree with me. If you got forty five minutes on Sunday morning, maybe thirty minutes thirty-five minutes on Sunday night. Thirty minutes on Wednesday night, what are you going to get at the, be- at the best, you're going to get three hours of preaching a week at the best. amen? Let me tell you what, three hours of preaching a week is not going to do anything for your kids when the world's got them for the rest of the time. I mean, if you, you think a preacher can come in here and preach you know, three hours a week and it's going to change my children, no you've got more control over your children at home than the church has we're we're just trying to set standards that maybe you can take back home and and imply it in your family that help them to be what they need to be but if you think we're going to change them here in three hours no can't do it that's why you need to hold that rope that's where you need to grab hold that rope and hold on to that rope Because it matters. It really matters tonight. And and Paul, God told him that, hey, you're going to suffer many things for the ministry of the cause of Christ. You're going to suffer. Paul knew that his ministry was going to be one that suffers. And that's what I want to look at for the next three or four weeks. Trying to keep you awake on what the enemy is trying to do in your life, in your children's life. You need to hold that rope in a dark place tonight. It's going to get dark in our lives. You say, well, I'm doing pretty good right now, but you know what? You hold on. Darkness will come your way. Every one of us has been through darkness. Darkness. It's a frightful time. It's a frightful place. But I've learned in this series here that I'm not by myself. I, I know that Jesus is in that dark place with me, but I also have learned that I've got a family that I can trust. I've got a family that I can lean on. I've got a family that I can call on, and I've got a family that's praying for me. If I don't give you encouragement to keep going, I don't know what. Hold a rope in a dark place. Don't give up. Don't give up on these kids. I mean, the world has given up on a lot of kids, and a lot of parents have given up on a lot of kids. We don't want to give up. I mean, fight to the very end. Don't give up on your children. We got a lot of bus kids coming in. Don't give up on them. I mean, every time you look at a child, that's something precious in the eyes of God. And if you can look at it with hatred something wrong with you every child god God died for every one of you sitting right here every one of you whether you're saved or not whether you're holy or not god died for you he loved you that much And the best thing we could ever do is serve him and look at everybody else like he looked at us because you know what before you were saved you was a sinner some of us well I wasn't as bad as so-and-so well you know what well, you might not been but sin is sin and none of us shall ever enter into the kingdom of God sin is sin amen so look at the